0: Some of my major role models are guys like Steve Jobs. You know, they create disruptive products that completely change the game. They completely change the way the world goes. And more often than not, those products are laughed at at first. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third-generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald.
1: Hello there. I'm so happy to have you join me for another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. This is the show where I interview entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers in East Idaho, and we get to hear their stories and learn how their businesses came to be. I hope as you are listening to these episodes, you're leaving inspired and feel like you know your neighbors just a little bit better. So today we have an up and coming businessman. I'd like to welcome James Ogden who has the business called Disruptive Production. Welcome James.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to get to know more about your business and
0: Yeah.
1: I'm eager to learn what Disruptive Productions is. It sounds so edgy that name. Yeah. <laughs> and rebellious. So talk to me about what is Disruptive Productions.
0: So I, Disruptive Productions is a content creation company. I work specifically with businesses that are trying to sort of have a Facebook presence or any type of social social media presence. Um, If they need content for their Facebook posts, for Instagram, um, or even for their website, I will help them create that content. And that's video, that's photo, graphic design if they need it. Pretty much any digital media that anybody could need, businesses or not, Um, I create it for them and so that's what I've been doing for a little over a year now I started in 2017 in October and have been going ever since so it's been fun
1: are you a solopreneur do you have anybody else in your business right now
0: Uh, it's just me and my wife she helps with sort of the sales aspect of things but otherwise yeah it's just me
1: okay so when you say that you help with the Facebook social media those kind of things do you actually come up with the content or do the individuals say, hey, I want you to go take a picture of this?
0: It kind of goes both ways. A lot of times a client will say, hey, just do this and, or um, I'll meet with them and say, you know, this is, this is the promotion we're running. This is kind of an idea of what we need. And then I go get it or they'll say, I need this, 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 and this. And I just get it for
1: so either way Mm -hmm. hey do you have a background in marketing what is your background
0: it's actually video production I I've started doing video in high school I took some classes and found that I really really liked it and just had followed it ever since so when I came up here to Rexburg to study at BYU Idaho um, I was studying video production and have just followed it from there so
1: great And you loved it. You decided that this is what you wanted to stay in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. During those high school classes, one of the final projects was a spoof of uh, American Idol um, Uh that we ran for the high school. And I was sort of the lead on that project. And I did, you know, 40 plus hours of editing for this little project. But, you know, during all that time, there was never any moment where I was like, man, I wish I was doing something else. And I was staying after school, you know, coming early and leaving late. But... I was really enjoying myself, and that's where I, I knew, okay, this is something I need to pursue and, and see if I can get really good at. So,
1: I think that that's a great thing because a lot of us are happy taking pictures or shooting video or whatever, but editing is where the real magic comes in. Yeah. and and more people need to edit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So I appreciate that you can be attentive to those tiny details.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, that's kind of how it goes too is, is for every hour that you shoot, you're going to be editing for two, so it's It's tedious, but it's really fun to see the project all come together and end with a finished video or whatever it is you're working on that is something that is worth someone's money.
1: yeah, and you can be really proud about the work that you did. Yeah. I bet though, you tell me if I'm wrong. Nobody can really appreciate all the work that you have done to get to that final project product
0: yeah not not the clients necessarily <laughs> exactly. Um, I try to keep my clients really involved in the process. I will send them you know edits as it as they go for their approval, but they 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 don't really know i think how much goes into from how much work goes into one edit from one edit to the other, yeah, even if it's something small like you know they wanted to have this word or this phrase cut out that that takes a lot longer than I think they realize,
1: yeah so. I can only sort of appreciate that in editing my podcast, right? which I don't do. I have somebody else do it. (laughs) So I can totally respect that. Good job. So is that like, did you leave school and come right into your own business? Tell me a little bit about your journey to where you're at now.
0: I'm actually still in school. Okay. I'm only going part-time right now. It's hard to run a startup and do eight to 12 hour days and then finish those days and have six hours of homework. So <laughs>
1: that's a lot of balance, plus I understand you have a family.
0: yes, I do I have a wife and a, a two year old son yeah, but yeah, so i I switched to part- time to just take in two or three classes each semester um so that I could continue to finish it, but mostly so that I could focus on the work, but yeah, a year ago, I was working a couple of different part-time jobs and I was getting really fed up by you know being bossed around and bureaucracy and just the nonsense that is minimum wage jobs mm-hmm. and decided I was tired of working for somebody else. And so I quit those jobs and started my company, which was an interesting thing in and of itself because I'd always had the goal to own a content creation agency, but it was way down the line, you know, long after I'd built a career and I'd had a name for myself and it was gonna be more of a a hobby thing than anything else. But right in the middle of all of that nonsense that I was dealing with, I, I decided, I have the equipment, I have the know-how, why not just start a business?
1: That seems so, kind of scary. It was terrifying. Like, yeah. Yeah, you still have to live.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was terrifying, but it's been really good, so.
1: Yeah, so what was it in you that made you feel confident to take that jump?
0: I don't think it was so much the confidence in, like, my skills, it was more the annoyance at being bossed around.
1: <laughs> really, you just yeah. had it, the straw it was, came, yeah. and broke the back.
0: Yeah, I decided if, if people are going to boss me around, I'm going to decide who they are and how much they pay me to be able to do it. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, so how is that? Because you do essentially work for others right. when you're doing content creation. Sure. And transitioning from... Talk to me about that. Yeah,
0: I mean, there I, I choose my clients and generally they're people that I respect and that I've worked with in the past in one aspect or another and... I think being a professional in a specific skill like this, they recognize that you know they're clueless, and I know what I'm doing. That's why they're paying me for it. Mm-hmm. And so there's the the mutual respect is there a lot easier than when you are a minimum wage employee. And so yeah, I I, I think I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's worked out. Yeah, you haven't had been, that same kind of feeling. It's about been good. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Yeah, I've, I haven't had a client yet where I felt like it was really. Uh, hard to work with them or that it wasn't worth the time or the money or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's been really good.
1: So. Yeah, that's saying something.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you plan on, I know you're in control now of your own business, but you probably will have a client at some point where that doesn't jive. So how do you think that's going to go? I
0: have always been really customer service oriented. Um, even with the minimum wage jobs that I'd ever worked, I always sort of leaned towards the customer service side of things. I mean, when I worked at Papa John's in high school, I was sort of known as the guy that would go and solve the problems with customers because I just had the people skills and my and my manager would assign those tasks to me. And so, yeah, when things go bad, the person that's paying is the one that deserves to ultimately have the last say. And so I, I recognize that. And when that inevitably does happen... You'll get it. I'll figure it out and it'll be fine.
1: Well, I really appreciate that approach because I think that a lot of us in business do have to realize it's only a fraction about us and it's right. really about the customer and we don't give our services away and we don't, you know, roll over, but yeah. they really are paying for our services. So we right. need to do what we can do to help make them there's, happy.
0: There's definitely an ego that entrepreneurs have to <laughs> have to get past. Oh
1: my goodness. It is so true. Well, you are, you seem to be navigating that in your early years pretty well. I hope so although i I will say that disruptive productions does seem a little bit rebellious, so yeah. talk to me about that name like why is it disruptive productions?
0: so at the time um, when I was sort of contemplating uh, quitting these other jobs, one of them was for a production company. Um, I was an audio engineer uh, mixing audio for pretty major productions and i wasn't I just wasn't happy with the workflow I wasn't work uh, happy with you know the final products that that I was a part of. I, I didn't like a lot of things that were going on and I knew that those were things that were true about the whole industry, not necessarily just the job I was working at. And so I wanted to create a production company that would disrupt the way those things were being done. Some of my major role models are guys like Steve Jobs. You know, They create disruptive products that completely change the game. They completely change the way the world goes. And more often than not, those products are laughed at at first. I mean, you think about the original iPhone. Yeah. I remember or the when Mac. that yeah i <laughs> I remember when the iPhone was being announced and laughing at it and thinking that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I have a cell phone, I have an iPod. I don't need them to be combined,
1: yeah, isn't that funny? but
0: if I mean, try to imagine today's world without the iphone
1: i know we We wouldn't have
0: any smartphones we wouldn't have any you know tablets there wouldn't be anything it'd be a very very different world had steve jobs listened to his skeptics and said oh you're right this is a stupid idea Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to create a company that was you know going to disrupt the way these things were done a big influence in that was the fact that a lot of production companies i've seen have their systems they have Their templates for their scripts and things. And so when they get a client, they sort of just plug them in, create the product and, and it's different enough to work for that client, but not so much that it changes the way their systems work. Okay. They they follow cookie cutter, you know, templates. And I really didn't like that. I knew that every business owner had a very specific and very interesting moving story that got them to where they were. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to tell those stories. Mm -hmm. And so that was my goal with every client that I had. I wanted to be
1: unique uh, uh, to them.
0: Yeah. I wanted to start over every single time. And so I I try to avoid processes. I try to avoid those templates basically that make for more efficient production, but also less unique and genuine. Mm -hmm. So
1: Yeah, and so are you feeling like at this point you're able to accomplish that and be that different like you had intended to be?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I kind of have a little bit of an advantage. A lot of videographers, a lot of people in my industry are a little more concerned with the art of what it is they're doing than the business side of things. Um, I consider myself more of an entrepreneur than I do a videographer. And so when the customer has something that they want done, I will do it as much as as best I can to what they request while also applying my expertise, my professional abilities, because, yeah, like I say, I've met a lot of videographers who will completely disagree with their client and say, well, this is going to look better. So we're going to do it this way. And that's just not how it should go mm-hmm. when someone's paying you to do a job mm-hmm. so
1: well i think as a consumer i like to be educated right teach me why it should be a certain way or not right. and then help me make that decision
0: right and so that's why I, I do i try to keep my clients involved um i i do try to kind of explain to them the process and give them a little bit of education of The workflow, you know, it's, there's the pre-production where you're writing scripts and you're planning for everything. There's the production itself where you're shooting and then there's the post-production where you're editing and you're finalizing everything. And I try to kind of educate that on uh, or educate my clients on that without also overwhelming them with. You Too know,
1: much technical years stuff. Years of
0: experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you talked about being an entrepreneur. Right. Are you looking at maybe doing other things as you go forward? Do you have ideas?
0: I do have a couple other things that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, there's a few other ideas cooking, I guess you could say. Some of them are continuing on the, the line of marketing and you know business to business. Yeah. Uh, advertising and marketing, things like that. Some of them are more along the lines of helping other creators I'm helping other creative individuals sort of see their potential and see that they have skills that people will pay for and and try to kind of stoke that entrepreneurial spirit in them and things like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely I've, I've got stuff I'm working on and
1: you got a line of things. So as you, I I mean, you are pretty young and starting all of this. What kind of barriers have you already started seeing? Are you Do you feel discouraged or are you energized with all of these ideas?
0: Energized for sure. The the only major, I guess, barrier I've experienced was when I very first started and just jumping through all of the legal hoops and everything that comes with, you know, registering a business. And Did you
1: know that stuff or you just had to I was clueless. teach yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I had to teach myself.
0: Um, I've got an uncle who's a CPA and he helped a lot. Um, I've got some other friends who are business owners that helped a lot. But the learning curve was very steep and that was pretty much the only thing where I felt totally inadequate um, and really freaked out by the prospect. But I got through it pretty quick. So,
1: yeah, I think that happens to a lot of us as entrepreneurs, business owners. We are really good at X, whatever X is. And there's 80 other things that you haven't you don't really consider. It works out. But yeah. at some point you're gonna have employees and that will be a whole nother level of, you know, managing people and yep. it's a great journey yeah. just whether you can go through it. So I'm glad to hear you're energized and you you bombed through that. You got your business up and going and and you kinda thankful thankfully we have things like Google and friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: to kind to of learn these yeah, things. Yeah, seriously. So what tell me, do you have you had like what's the most interesting or surprising event that you've been involved with in your content creation—is there some ex- some fun thing that you've done that you could tell us about?
0: Because of kind of my nature of trying to restart with every single project, they're all so different and unique, and they're all such you know great stories. The one that comes to mind is I was hired as a contractor uh, for a project in the city of Idaho Falls, and I was uh, the one of the primary videographers in shooting video for all of the businesses that were um, part of this citywide project Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was pretty cool to be able to see my footage used in this you know real massive project yeah and the pay wasn't too bad either so
1: yeah good for you all right well i'm glad you had that experience so i in listening to you it feels like entrepreneurship was not something that you were scared of probably from even before. Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? What does that look like? Where'd you get that from?
0: I do. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My, my father just recently started uh, selling insurance and has started his own or started working in his own business. Um, His father ran a trucking company with his father and had other sons working on it with him. And on my mom's side, she's always been very kind of entrepreneur minded, even though she was a stay at home mom. She was always looking for ways to use her talents to, you know, benefit others and make money that way. And,
1: yeah.
0: And same with her, you know, her, her parents. So yeah, it's always sort of been there. The word entrepreneur, when I was in high school, I knew a lot of kids that wanted to be entrepreneurs and I sort of, I wasn't afraid of the idea of being an entrepreneur. I actually kind of looked down on it. I was like, why would you, you know, why would you forsake a steady job that's yeah, going right. to pay you really good gonna money? Yeah, get
1: a paycheck, and, you every, know. Yeah. Um,
0: but uh, you know as i as i got older and saw that i had a a skill set that i could use as an entrepreneur and a mindset really i started to kind of open up to it and realize that it's really what you know this country was set up for was for people to follow their dreams and support themselves with it and and that was really cool
1: where do you think that courage comes from because that's pretty brave is it do you think it's just cuz you're clueless you said that not me i
0: think yeah i think it's cuz i'm <laughs> young and stupid <laughs> And you I don't do it. I'm still naive enough to know that, you know, or naive enough to not know that something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think you can completely freak yourself out with all of those things. Yeah. So I'd yeah. advise you to hang on to those. You to can do it.
0: Keep the naivete. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. You might hit some roadblocks. So have you hit some roadblocks that you felt like, you know, I don't know if I can do this anymore.
0: Nothing that ever, you know, wanted me to stop. I mean, always there's financial issues yeah, that sure. any business will deal with.
1: Mm-hmm. But... How you power through it.
0: Yeah. I You just keep going. Keep going and, and have faith that what you're doing is right and, you know, believe in yourself and believe in your purpose and why it is you're doing what you're doing. That's and, huge. Yeah. Yeah, your why. Yeah. And I think that's something that I always kind of has, have struggled with is, you know, keeping myself centered on why I'm doing it, you know, because if, if I'm doing it to make money... Inevitably, it's gonna it's gonna taper out, and it's not mm-hmm. gonna work out. But if I can focus on the client, if I can focus on helping other business owners grow their business and do what they love, and continue to do what they love, then in that way, I'm serving them, and that
1: that helps. fills your cup,
0: right? That gets me going forward.
1: Very wise advice, because I think that that's the truth. You can make money doing, like you said, your nine to five job if that's what you want. Right. So this why feeling like that you're serving others and helping. Um, That will get you through uh, at least in my experience. That's been the reason. So good job.
0: Thank you (laughs) Um,
1: So tell me what what's the best advice that you could give others who are considering leaving their day job going into business for themselves Maybe what's the best advice you got when you started this whole thing?
0: The best piece of advice that I had got This was still before I had been considering or still before I had actually taken the leap uh, I was just considering it was Make your mistakes early and often because it's a lot easier to make these mistakes and have them be minor mistakes when things are just starting than when things are big and the consequences are much larger. Um, and I think that's true for anybody that's considering taking that leap as well. You have nothing to lose right now, minus your steady paycheck. And if it so happens that it doesn't work out, it's not gonna be hard to go back to that. Mm-hmm. So take the leap, You know, make, that, make those mistakes early and often. Don't be afraid to, to make them because that's where you're going to learn, um, is from those mistakes. So, Yeah,
1: yeah, that's good. So talk to me about how, how does your family support this, your wife specifically, what role does she have in your business?
0: So like I'd mentioned, she kind of handles the sales side, sales side of things more than anything though. She, she's at home with our son and is raising him and her support in uh, knowing that she's doing that and knowing that she supports me despite the fact that you know we don't have a, a paycheck coming in every week um, her faith in my ability to do this has been the the biggest thing she could do
1: yeah that's pretty huge yeah mm-hmm.
0: so those those two things are, are the major things her her helping to keep our house and raise our child um, and then have faith in my abilities has been huge. So
1: Support is huge. Yes. We need people who build this up. So good job. All right. So what's the next step for disruptive productions? What dream do you have for the business? What do if we talk to you in five years, what that's what's that gonna look like?
0: Obviously the growth is the the main goal. Um, what specifically that means, I'm not sure. I've been working over the past year to kind of build it so that I can have sales reps and people that are out, you know, doing the cold calls for me, things like that. Um, I do have people um, that I hire as contractors. They're individuals that are videographers themselves, and I'll usually have them come as crew members for different shoots that I'm doing. But I'd like to have, you know, actual full and part-time employees that are out doing the things that I don't feel like doing.
1: <laughs> Will this keep you in East Idaho or are we going to keep you around?
0: Probably, um, we're we're looking at probably moving to moving closer to Idaho Falls in the next couple of months. So we'll see. That's where most of my client base is, is in Idaho Falls.
1: Because you're currently in Rexburg, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so we're we're thinking about moving down there, getting a little closer to where all the action is, and mm-hmm. see what happens. So
1: we just need to get more action in Rexburg.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. We'll work on that. Okay, anything else that you want our listeners to know about you that maybe we didn't cover?
0: I don't think so. Don't All know. right,
1: then James, how can our listeners contact you? How do we get a hold of you if we want, want to work with you?
0: So there's a couple different ways. Um, you can call me directly. My, uh, my number is 208-710-9085. Uh, you can email me. My email is james at disruptiveproductions.com. Um, you can also check out... The Facebook page for Disruptive Productions, on there you'll see sort of a portfolio of things I've done in the past. I've got a lot of videos and photography up there for different clients, both business and individuals, family pictures, things like that. Oh, great. And so that's all there, and and you can message uh, the Facebook page as well. So those three are the best ways to get a hold of me.
1: Do you have a website?
0: Uh, We do. Um, It's just disruptiveproductions.com. I am not a web dev, so it is very... Minimalistic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you and me both, brother. Yeah, yeah. So, I, no judging of websites. Yeah,
0: here. yeah. I get I get most of my traffic off Facebook anyway, so yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, pushed Spend myself into- to really amp up the website yet. Okay,
1: we won't judge. No yeah. judging, listeners. We aren't going to judge James's website yeah all, <laughs> all right, James. Thanks so much for being on the show today. It's great to hear from you as a startup and to feel your enthusiasm and excitement for what lies ahead. I think we can all benefit from your energy as we work in our businesses or jobs and looking to what our future holds. So we will continue to look for you to disrupt the content creation world and bring new ideas that benefit all of us. I'm excited to see what that will look like. Thanks to you, our listener, without this show, we would not exist. So I hope it's bringing you value. I'd love to hear from you. If you have someone you think I should interview, So please reach out to me on on the Facebook page, East Idaho Entrepreneurs website, or my email. You can find that on the website um, in the show notes and all of the information that James has talked about as far as his contact information will be in the show notes. So please go there and we hope that you have a fantastic day and stay inspired. Thanks so much. See you next time.